I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge. We did an episode a few months ago where we asked what would happen if a human went the speed of light. You might remember it. We laughed. We learned. But see, I kind of messed something up because our guest that episode was someone very smart. Her name was Shohini Ghost. And in that episode, she mentions her area of study is something called quantum teleportation. Quantum teleportation. When she said that, that right there, as a podcast host, I should be like, hold the phone, tell me more about that. Instead, I just kind of plowed ahead with the interview. Of course, our curious listeners picked up on that, and someone from Australia named Fred actually wrote to us and was like, dude, you blew it. You got to ask about that. He was actually much more polite than that. So I called him up and we talked quantum teleportation. Yeah, well, I was definitely impressed by the title <laughs> and hence I was keen to yeah, further understand what can this be. And because the person you were interviewing was so serious, I thought it must be something very serious. Right. She's no crackpot, right? She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> yes. So now's your chance. What's your actual question? I would be very curious to see and to understand if teleportation is possible. You know, I've watched uh, Harry Potter with my kids and I can still think about the, what is it, the flu powder? You know, the thing you spray in the, in the chimney to, to move from one place to another? Fred, I'm not going to lie to you. I have no clue what you're talking about. I know nothing about Harry Potter, but I'll Google it right now. <laughs> I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge, brought to you by Greenpeace. Ask, inquire, seek the truth. The show where we take questions that make you go, huh? And we try and make you be like, oh. Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace. Help us out by texting the word knowledge to 877-877 and fill out their really quick listener survey. Shohini Ghost is an associate professor of physics and computer science at Wilfrid Laurier University. And of course, she studies quantum teleportation. So I called her up again, and this time I got right to it. I was basically like, okay, what the f is quantum teleportation? Okay, the first thing I guess I should clarify is that quantum teleportation is not the same as the Star Trek kind of teleportation. We're sadly not at that point yet. What we mean by quantum teleportation is teleportation of information. And so what exactly do you mean by that? In quantum teleportation, what's happening is that you start with a quantum bit. You know, it's sort of like a folded piece of paper. We don't know what's written on that. Sure. And we want to teleport it, meaning we should somehow be able to transmit the information without sending the paper physically itself. So the paper, just hmm. like in real teleportation or well, not real, but in Star Trek teleportation. <laughs> sure. You know how things disappear on one side and reappear somewhere else. In quantum teleportation, that's kind of what happens. The quantum information is destroyed on one end and it is reassembled on another end using something that's sort of like a quantum wire or quantum channel. And that is what we call entanglement. And this is where things get even more weird. Yes. I was going to say, you just dropped so many things. I don't even know where to start, <laughs> but, but continue. And I'll see if I can get my head around it. Okay. So what entanglement is, is it's a way for particles to be connected, but a very strong, strange connection that remains even if the particles are very far apart from each other. So once these particles are entangled and I have one particle and you have another one of the pair, now, if I change my part of the pair, 
then that instantly impacts your part of the pair, no matter even if you're on the other side of the universe. So there's that kind of strong, powerful connection. And it truly seems to be instant. There is no time doing, which is really weird. So once these particles become entangled, if something happens to one, it instantly happens to the other. So yes. is this a way that we could leverage this for communication? Is that where you're going? Exactly. So for example, I have this message that I want to send to you, but I want to teleport it. I entangle it with my half of that entangled pair. So we have already pre-shared an entangled pair. Okay, that's our channel. It's like a walkie-talkie, right? Like, here's the other one. Take it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so once I entangle my message with my part of the walkie-talkie, instantly something happens to your part of the walkie-talkie. However, in order to actually correctly read out on your side the message, what I need is also to send you some additional information. So I do have to pick up the phone and call you and give you something or email you something. Right. So it's almost like saying like, okay, here's the code. Here's how to decipher or something like that. Right. So I have to tell you which button you need to press on your side to correctly extract the message. Maybe you have, you know, four different buttons that you can press on your walkie talkie. And all I have to tell you on the phone or by email or whatever is which button or which knob to press. Wow, sounds incredible being able to send information virtually instantaneous. Is this something that is is incredibly primitive right now? Is this something in the next 20 years we're going to be all doing with our computers? How practical is this field right now? This actually works. It sounds weird, but it has been tested and demonstrated many times. We have been able to teleport the information of an individual photon or an atom. And I think right now the current record is something like teleportation over a distance of about 150 kilometers, maybe. Now, what's interesting is that we can certainly transmit information about atoms and photons. So then when you think about it and say, well, you know, we are made up of atoms after all. Oh, no, I see where this is going. You're going to blow my mind. <laughs> so if somehow we can describe a human being in terms of information. Right then we can certainly teleport information. It's obviously going to be much, much more information than an individual photon or an individual atom. And in fact, I don't even know if it's reasonable to think of an individual as just a bunch of information. What makes up a human being? What is identity? All kinds of interesting philosophical, metaphysical questions come up here. I see. So what you're saying is even if we could figure out a way to send me, reassemble me, would I still be me? Exactly. Maybe if you teleport me, all of a sudden I'm there, but my fashion sense is completely changed. And all of a sudden I only want to wear track suits. That could be the case or <laughs> it could be worse and you may not actually completely even physically arrive. Sure, sure. Yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, this whole episode was just trying to fill in some gaps from the last time you were on, and now we have more questions. It's like an endless loop of curiosity. For sure, and that's exactly what keeps me interested every day. Every day I get up and, you know, think about these things, and, you know, every day my mind is blown. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness me that was yeah that's incredible that's really it was very interesting she really opened from the you know the small particles to the potential wider spectrum well it's funny because she's like yeah teleportation isn't possible then at the end she's like well might be possible <laughs> you know if we can do it with one atom why not do it with a group of atoms which means well us <laughs>
This idea of entanglement, though, that's something that really stood out to me, where you have two particles that when you do something to one, the other changes instantly. That part blew my mind. Now, she didn't really explain why they are entangled, but anyway, that's part of the mystery. I think we might need to sign up for one of her lectures to do that. You know, she can't give that stuff away for free. <laughs> Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace, and unlike other podcast sponsors, they don't want to try and sell you stamps or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they just want to get to know you. So text the word knowledge to 877-877 and fill out the quick listener survey. It's really simple and you'll be helping support the show. Completely Optional Knowledge is made by JP Davidson and me, Andrew Norton. And Breakmaster Cylinder created our theme music. Visit completelyoptionalknowledge.org to subscribe to the show, to hear other episodes, and of course, to ask your questions, because after all, we can't make this thing without your questions. And please, the weirder, the better. Drop us a line on the website or call us at 202-697-6912 and leave us a voicemail with your weird question. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Completely Optional Knowledge. And hey, if you like the podcast, do us a favor and tell someone about it. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, um, you know, LinkedIn. Uh, get your MySpace account fired up and, and just share the podcast. We'd really appreciate it.